Thanks for listening to Hanging With The Sardellas Thank you, Ariela. <laughs> Familia, it's interesting that what you consume really impacts the condition of your heart, mm. literally and figuratively speaking. The words, the food, the people that you take in in your life heavily impact how you feel and what you in return put out to the world. Yeah. With that being said, I think that more than ever before, we and the rest of our country need to practice empathy versus sympathy. Sympathy to me is feeling sorry for someone and doing nothing. Yeah. And empathy is feeling their pain, trying to understand them, standing by them and doing something to help. Mm. And love is a verb. It's not a feeling. It is an action that produces fruit. On this episode, we're going to be talking and learning from a wonderful couple that is in the process of doing one of the most unselfish and beautiful acts of love, which is adopting a child. Whether you're interested in learning about adoption or not, please do not miss out on this inspirational story of love that can help us all learn how to be more empathetic, kind, and serve others that are in need, especially because we can help this amazing couple in adopting their future son or daughter. Yes. Coming up next, we'll learn more about that. We are grateful to God to have another opportunity to be hanging out with you. Here's my beautiful wife, Janet. Hola. And please welcome Jana and Alex Apodaca. Welcome, guys, to Hanging with Los Otelos. Yeah, Yay. thanks for having us. Thank you so much. We appreciate you guys making the time to catch up and learning more about your beautiful story. And Alex, I don't know if you've gotten this question already. I know it's kind of weird, but um, you being the Apodaca in the family, in any way, shape, or form, are you related to America's favorite cholo? No, I call him my cousin, though, because he's so popular and a celebrity now. <laughs> right? But, uh, yeah. So if you guys who are listening don't know who America's Favorite Cholo is, it's Dogface on social media. His video went viral of him on a skateboard, and he was sipping on some ocean spray, uh -huh. bumping some old school jams, and he's huge now. He's got an amazing story, and his last name is Apodaca, and you don't hear yeah. that last name very often. Yeah, I've been bragging that he's my cousin. He's not. But, uh, <laughs> he was, so should we bump this song? Hey, you want your free? <laughs> All right, now that we got that cleared up, because I was going to say, you can ask him for some money. He's rolling hey. the money now to help you guys adopt. <laughs> Before we dive into your guys' story, Janet, uh, you're the one that really inspired for us to do this episode with the Apodaca family who we met at our church, Inland Hills Church here in Chino Hills. What made you, do you feel so strongly about helping them out? First of all, um, <laughs> I'm going to cry already because the fact that they're wanting to adopt is just such, such a beautiful love 
thing, so unselfish. And um, when I saw Jana uh, post on her Instagram that they're having a GoFundMe account, I said, you know, you, Edgar, and I have to do something about this. And it was just like in the back of my mind. I'm like, oh, we got to do something about this. And then um, Jenna is a leader of our small groups, or not small groups, but our mom's group, which is moms of preschoolers. And uh, her and one of the, the other mommies there were talking about adoption. And it was like really heavy on my heart. And I'm like, and then I shared it with you. And I was like, babe, we need to promote them on our Instagram accounts and somehow see how the community gets involved. And then you mentioned, why don't we have them on our podcast, which is an even better idea. This came about on Friday on our day night. Yeah. <laughs> and then I texted, you know, Jenna and I said, we need to do something about this. We have an amazing followers and uh, we got to, you know, unite as a yeah. community and sponsor them and sponsor this amazing child that God has already chosen for them. But the timing is just so prepared. And I have faith and I believe in you that are listening to this right now that God will tug your heart the way he's been tugging at my heart to help out with this beautiful family. And beyond that, learning about adoption and this beautiful story, hopefully you're just inspired mm. to whatever that calling is for your life of how you can serve and help others that are in need. In the Apodacas family, it's through adoption. For you, it can be anything else. Donating to your local homeless shelter, homeless shelter or, yeah. or food bank or whatever it may be. But that's what we want to inspire today. And Jenna, I just want to thank you because when we first moved out here back to the LA area and we went to church, you were one of the first faces that I saw as I was taking my daughter Ariela towards the kids area and you from day one have consistently been one of the most friendliest kindest people that I have met at our church and I just want to thank you for that because you are one of the main reasons why we chose to stay at this church because of the love and the kindness that you shared towards our daughter and my family so I just want to thank you. Oh, thank you. We're so glad that you've continued to attend. And it's been so fun watching the girls grow up and now having Janet at my mom's table. It's so cool, right? Yeah. I want to start in the present and then we'll go backwards and, and hear more about your guys' story and how you met. Mm -hmm. But you all have three wonderful kids that are biologically mm -hmm. yours already. Yes. David, who's seven, Danny, who's five, and Abigail, who's three. Yes. Why would you, in the middle of a pandemic, <laughs> want to bring a fourth child via adoption into your family? knowing that it costs forty to $60,000 to go through the process, which is sad that it costs that much. Right. You started a GoFundMe page, and I've even stated that you're willing to exhaust your retirement funds to make this happen. Wow. Why would you go ahead with something like this? I'll go ahead. So um, it's been something that's been on my heart for a long time, and we just have not um, really made a step forward. And we, I think we both just felt... God call us to do it now, just to start now. It seemed crazy to me. It seemed like the worst timing uh, that could possibly happen. But we just felt through prayer and diligence that God was telling us to move now. Who are we to question God? He asks us to do stuff at weird times all the time. So we just decided to, to go for it. Why is it that you wouldn't move forward in having a fourth child naturally or biologically? So after our third daughter was born, um, thankfully she was completely healthy, but I had some complications after delivery. It truly was a question of whether or not I was going to come out of it. And after, um, thankfully, by God's grace, I survived with minimal repercussions to my own health. But we knew that we were not done growing our own family, but doctors had advised also that I should not get pregnant again. 
So I more started. Alex was always ready to adopt. Uh, it took God a little bit more work on my heart to, to turn my heart at that time toward adoption. I knew I wanted to adopt at some point, but I wasn't, I wasn't ready at that point, but he really used that event in our life to work on my heart and to change my heart toward adoption. And and Jenna has had a a bleeding disorder all her life. And unfortunately that made every pregnancy high risk. Um, Now the first two went off without any kind of problems, without anything major happening, but after our third Abigail, we had some scary moments where she was rushed to the ICU. Um, unfortunately, I had to go home because, you know, we were dismissed with a baby. Um, so I had to go home, take care of the, wow. the three kids. And without being sure what was going on with Jana, you know, I had to wrap my head around the fact that she may not be coming home. And even doctors have told me if she does come home, we don't know exactly if she's going to be the same because she did suffer some seizures and some trauma to her brain. So, um, yeah, they weren't sure she would come out of this, but through prayer and just Jana being the strong person she is, she, she's back. We're just, that scared us too much to take any more risk. You know, I need, I need her in my life and my kids need their mother. Absolutely. And Jenna, you said something interesting about you weren't ready for adoption. But Alex was. But Alex was. And, uh-huh. and Alex, I believe you felt called to adopt since you were in college, right? Yeah. So I uh, interned at a nonprofit organization called uh, Together We Rise. And um, they provide supplies and backpacks and bikes for foster children. So I had the opportunity and the pleasure to actually go to some group homes and, and foster homes and, and provide some goods. And it was just it was just humbling, a humbling experience to see uh, some of these children who just need some love to go from house to house without oftentimes without even luggage they, they would keep most of their items and personal items in a trash bag and go from house to house and seeing them and seeing how grateful for the, they were for the things we did for them um, just really inspired me to or just it kind of really taught me that there's a lot of kids in this world that just need some love and uh, who could do great things with just some love and a loving household uh, behind them and just to also be an example of who God is for them. So yeah. um, that's why I've, I've always been on board is ever since then. Yeah, I was looking at some research and it says that on any given day, there are close to half a million children living in the U.S. under foster care in the foster care system. Half a million kids. Mind blowing that don't know where they're going to end up after Next. they turn 18 mm-hmm. because many of these kids outage the foster care system. Mm. Many of them go into homelessness because they still don't have that support system or that support person. And I know this personally from working with St. Anne's in Los Angeles, which is a nonprofit organization that helps out the homeless community. Right. And a lot of them are, are young people, like that, especially now during a pandemic. So I think it's, Absolutely amazing that you guys want to help out and contribute. And it's just so crazy to me that it's forty to $60,000 to be able to adopt. Where does that money go? Is it in a way for the government to pay back the money that they paid families for, for the foster care of the children? Do you know anything more about that, Jenna and Alex? Why it costs so, so much? Yeah, we know a little bit. We have talked to an agency and we're finding out a little bit more about the finances that go along with it. But we are not going through foster to adopt. We're going through a private agency for adoption. Mm. And what really brought us here is we felt God calling us a private adoption at the beginning, but we saw the price tag and 
you know, we got nervous about it. So we, we thought, okay, we'll go foster to adopt because that wouldn't um, have as much financial strain. And God closed that door for us quickly. And we saw that as God leading us back to where he first called us um, to private adoption. And throughout the process, we've just felt God telling us like, this is where I called you. I, I will figure out the finances. Yeah. So the private agency is about 40 to 60,000. That's the private one. Um, if we were to go foster to adopt, the only fees we would really have to pay is for like our fingerprinting and um, baby proofing our house and that kind of stuff. Mm-hmm. And with it being a private agency that we're going through, part of the money goes to the agency, but then a large part of it goes to our home study. We have to have a home study done out here. And then there's also court fees and all of the legal fees that come along with it as well. As well as the medical care for the birth mother. So that that's a big part of it as well. And 40 to 60,000 was just kind of an estimate. It really is determined by how long the whole process takes. So if it takes longer than average, it could be over $60,000. If it's a little quicker, hopefully it's towards the $40,000 mark. Um, But it just, it's really kind of up in the air. And ideally in your situation, because you're going through private adoption, you're basically going to adopt a baby that a mother's having, but she chooses to not keep for whatever the reason may be. And therefore, instead of having an abortion, they're giving the baby up for adoption. Is that correct? Yes. So um, hopefully we would be matched before the baby is born. Um, It might be right before the baby's born. It might be months before. We might have some contact with birth mom. There's so much unknown, and it really depends on what the mom prefers as well. Um, But we're willing to step into it in any role that God has planned for us. And where are you guys in the process? We are waiting to put in our application. Um, The application alone is $4,200. As soon as we get approved, our application fee is due. The approval process could be anywhere from three days to two weeks, just depending on what kind of traffic they have coming in right now. You guys said earlier that you tried to adopt via foster, meaning fostering a child in your home and then eventually going through the transition of basically just keeping them in the family. You guys attempted that. What was the door that was shut in there? Why wasn't that able to work out? Mm. Yeah, there was a lot of different reasons. And uh, I would encourage anybody who is listening that is on, um, is kind of on the fence about doing this. Uh, Foster adoption is a great way to actually start this process. Um, The first reason for us is our oldest son has um, some anxiety issues and it comes along with also some separation issues that we're not quite sure where it comes from. We think it's due to to some some deaths of our family members. We have a, well, Jana's sister is right now trying to foster to adopt and we've seen some kids come and go uh, from their house and it's because the foster system, their main job is to try to reunite families. And our oldest is already having a hard time with that. And it's not even in his home. He's, wow. he's not understanding why kids are coming and then leaving. Oh, um, interesting. So that was, yeah, that was a big part of it. We didn't want to affect emotionally our children too much because, you know, our oldest, especially he loves hard. And so we just don't mm. want to deal with that too much. And also, honestly, a, a part of it was too, is I do have panic attacks every now and then it's very rare. And when the foster agencies were looking through medical records and found that they were a little uncomfortable with the fact that I have panic attacks. Um, They just weren't sure how that would affect any children because a lot of the children have 
come from homes with uh, where the parents have some sort of mental health issues. And so they were just kind of a little weary, wary of it. And given the fact that they were kind of wary, plus our oldest son um, already having some anxiety issues, we just decided that as much as we love the foster to adopt route, we just couldn't do it at this time. So that's interesting. And thank you so much for being so open and vulnerable about what you guys are going through. And that's what we appreciate about this podcast is that you know, whoever we invite on and including ourselves is about being extremely open and vulnerable because Alex, you sharing what you're going through and with your panic attacks and your son, what, what he goes through with his anxiety and feeling a certain kind of way when he's being detached from people that he loves are things that people are going through. Right. More than we know and more than people say and more than we think of. And by you sharing this, it allows people that are going through this to not feel alone or like exactly. they're the only ones going through this. But again, it builds this community of support and love and encouragement. We're here for you mm-hmm. and we're here to support you. And this is so interesting. I didn't know that, right? That if you want to adopt via foster, mm-hmm. here comes this child into your family where you're their foster parent right? and you're trying to adopt them, but it's not guaranteed that you're going to keep the child. No, because at any moment, if things work out with their biological father or mother to where they get back on their feet or work out whatever they got to work out, that child gets taken away, gets taken mm-hmm. away from you and put back into their biological family. Is that correct, Alex and Jenna? That is correct. And oh. even, uh, yeah, because California, their system is to try to reunite families. And they even gave us a heads up to that um, an adoption process with a foster child can take an average of six to 10 years just to finalize uh, because the court system gives the parents so much leeway and so much time, which, you know, at a certain point you think that's amazing. That's good. um, That we want those parents to kind of get back on their feet and and to experience, you know, uh, what it's like to have a family and what it's like to to love on a child. But if we're somebody who's trying to adopt, that could be, that could be really hard. Even a year in. Like imagine falling in love oh my gosh, yeah. with that child that not only you, right? But your kids and your kids and so on and so forth. All of a sudden from one day to another, they're no longer there. But I have a question for Alex. When I know you guys have been uh, on and off dating. You met in middle school, seventh grade, and then, you know, you went off to have live college, high school, college, and then um, Alex went in to have this amazing <laughs> calling from God to adopt one day. How did you tell Jana, I'm go- we're going to adopt one day? Or like, are you okay with us adopting? Are you guys, were you guys dating? Where were you guys? I'm just curious. <laughs> Is it on your so, first date that you're yeah. like, hey, by the way, <laughs> I want to have 10 kids and two of them I want to be adopted. Let us know. Coming up next. But first, speaking about building a family, once you have one, God willing, you're going to want to keep it safe. And that's why we're giving you this awesome opportunity and the major hookup to get your very own Ring Video Doorbell. It's really been a game changer for our home. Yeah, with the Ring Video Doorbell, you can stay connected to your home from anywhere. So if there's a package delivery or a surprise visitor at your door, you'll get an alert and be able to see, hear, and speak to them right from your phone on the Ring app. We absolutely love the neighborhood alerts that we get from our neighbors and the authorities in the Ring app. For example, a few days ago, babe, you remember Mm -hmm. this? Yeah. 15 minutes away, 
from our home, a wildfire erupted. That was scary. And we found out through an alert on our Ring app before any other source. Get peace of mind for your own family and your own home. Get a special offer on the Ring Welcome Kit when you go to ring.com slash Sotelos. The Welcome Kit includes the Ring Video Doorbell 3 and Chime Pro. It's all you need to start building custom security for your home today. Just go to ring.com slash Sotelos. That's ring.com slash Sotelos. Familia, thank you for supporting the sponsors that support us. All right, Alex. So how did you break the news to Jenna in college when you guys were dating that you wanted to adopt? It's actually funny because actually on our first date, we did discuss how many children we oh wanted. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> yeah. And at the time, Jenna wanted, I, th- I don't remember, I think it was eight. I think it was seven. Yeah, oh, my gosh. Yeah, it was something really high. And at the time, I was at a zero. I was like, you know what? Kids are not for me. Um, but I loved kids. Like, I loved being uh, an uncle to her nieces and nephews. Um, I just was super scared to have them myself just because, you know, I didn't have a great home growing up. And um I wasn't sure how I would be as a father, mm. uh, but having, and then after in college, um, cause this was our first date was probably late in high school when we actually talked about this, but later in college, when I got the opportunity to work with together, we rise. If you've been looking for the courage to leave your current wireless provider, we have the perfect upgrade for your life. It's Mint Mobile. Yes, Mint Mobile is looking real good with their unlimited data plan for just 30 bucks a month. Imagínate eso, an unlimited plan for only 30 bucks a month. Mm-hmm. How much is your soon-to-be ex-wireless provider charging you? Ooh, yeah, that's crazy. Dump them. You deserve better. You deserve Mint Mobile. Preach. All plans come with unlimited talk and text. High-speed data delivered on the nation's largest 5G network. We absolutely love our new Mint wireless service. Yes. It was super easy to upgrade to Mint Mobile. We get to use our own phone with any Mint Mobile plan. And you can also keep your phone number along with all your existing contacts. I love it. And if you're not 100% satisfied, Mint Mobile has you covered with their 7-day money-back guarantee. Get my scaries. Get your new unlimited wireless plan plan for just 30 bucks a month and get the plan shipped to your door for to free Ooh. go to mintmobile.com slash los sotelos that's mintmobile.com slash los sotelos and get hooked up yes cut your limited wireless bill to 30 bucks a month at mintmobile.com slash los sotelos and I, I was able to just love on kids uh, through that agency. It really opened my heart to not only my own kids, but to adopt. And so as soon as I started working there, I had the conversation with Jana. This is before we were married, before engaged, that I want to adopt a child at some point. And I didn't know at the time if it was going to be as soon as we got married or if we're going to go the route once our kids are out of the house. But I knew at some point in my life, I wanted to adopt a child, possibly children, uh, multiple children, because it did, it broke my heart to see so many kids that just need love. I I know, fortunately, that God has given us the resources to do so. Now it's just finding the financial resources to do so. Two things I want to touch on that you just mentioned, Alex. Uh, Mm -hmm. One, it's interesting, right? Because like, 
when I was going on my first dates in high school, it was like, yo, what movie you want to watch? <laughs> <laughs> like, is it going to be Fast and Furious or Dumb and Dumber? You know? You're like thinking about life and yeah. family and kids. Huh? So mature. Here's Jen and Alex. I want eight kids. You know? Yeah. <laughs> I love that. Um, and that's great that you didn't scare Alex away, Jen. Yeah. <laughs> I know. You stuck around. You stuck around, right? But second thing, and this is a little bit off topic, but I think a lot of people listening have gone through this, Alex. You mentioned that. Uh, at that moment in time, you didn't even want kids or you weren't even thinking about kids because you didn't have the best possible experience with your parents. What can you say to someone that right now is in the process of maybe having a child or is pregnant and so on and so forth, but they didn't have the best possible example at home of how to be a loving mother, or how to be a loving father? What hope can you give them when they feel stressed out right now about, am I good enough? Am I going to know how to love my children and be there for them? Because I didn't have that in my life. Yeah, I would say you definitely are good enough. It's, it, you can break the mold and we have a, a heavenly father that can teach you how to do that. Um, yeah, I grew up in a house where uh, my father was very, very strict, very, very military type father um, to where he was present, but very uh, not emotionally present we'll say, uh, he, he did his job, he did his work and that was about it. But he was also, uh, physically abusive to both, uh, my mother and me, um, as well as, uh, my mother suffered from alcoholism and still does to this day. And it's something we've been praying on and, and trying to help her with, but yeah, I, and that's part of the reason I didn't want kids. It's just cause I didn't know how to do it. I didn't know what type of parent I would be. Um, I didn't really have a great example, but the beautiful part is God gives us an example. So are you the only child? So I have an older sister as well. She suffered some emotional abuse. I will say that most of the physical abuse came to me um, as, as the man, because I was, you know, that was my dad's kind of thought processes. A man needs to be tough. Um, And luckily for her, she's having a child right now too, which is amazing because they've been trying for many years. But, uh, but yeah, I mean, I I went into this blind, not knowing exactly you know, how I was going to be as a father, but the first time you hold that baby and you feel that just that protective and that, um, that papa bear type feeling, you are connected and you will do a great job. You're not always going to know what exactly to do or whether you're doing everything right. But if you're starting every moment with love and you, you do every action with love in mind, um, and you kind of, you bring God into your household, you will be a great parent. Thank you for sharing that. Again, it's not easy to discuss these things. We, we always share on our podcast that, you know, if you look at a family tree and you look at it literally as a tree, our trunk is our parents and our grandparents. Are, they're our roots, right? Nuestras raíces. And then we become a branch, one of the branches of that family tree. But just because the raíces or the root of it are messed up doesn't mean that we can't produce our own different kind of fruit because our source then becomes God. And that Mm -hmm. becomes what feeds and waters us, if you will, Mm -hmm. to be able to produce love, to be able to produce the things that we weren't even taught. So thank you for sharing that, Alex. And on the flip, Jana, what do you say to someone that is dating a partner or married to a partner that had a tough upbringing and they don't know how to love completely? They're even their significant other because they weren't taught that in their household when they were growing up that's a great question on your end how do you help someone like your now husband alex who came from a household that was full of emotional and physical abuse 
I'd say <clears throat> communication is a really big part of it, but also just the role models he has around him and who you surround yourselves with. So I know for us, um, not knowing it at the time, but my dad made such a huge difference in Alex's life and the way he viewed family and marriage. But also after we got married, we quickly got into a small group and all of the men in our small group, it was just an amazing place for us to be, to learn how to love each other and to learn how to love our family. And we always knew that Alex had great guy friends and role models who were godly men that he could lean on um, if ever he was struggling or needed help. But also Alex and I keeping open communication, um, especially, you know, becoming parents now, we have to communicate about that a lot and just what we see for our family, what we, our hopes and dreams for our family and just how we, how we hope to raise them in love and, you know, in God's love, communication and role models. I want to thank you because you guys are a prime example of, in the word, it talks about, you know, what the enemy meant for evil, God will use for good. Mm -hmm. And not mm -hmm. saying that everything that happens in our life is good, but God will use it somehow for good. And here's a situation in Alex's life where his childhood was not good. But he doesn't sound bitter about it. He's not being a victim yeah. to it. And instead, he is now impacting. And one generation later, him along with Jenna are giving their children a whole different definition of love that he didn't even know when he was growing up. Right. And so I just want to encourage you, if you came from a household where you suffered abuse, to not be afraid of whether or not you can be a good husband, father, a good wife, a good mother, but instead be motivated and hopeful that you get to create the household that you wish you had as a child. Yeah. And believe in God. Believe that God has great purpose for you in your life. And I just want to point out how Jana is a mom of three, but she also homeschools. I mean, my respect to that. <laughs> that is tough. You know, I have two little girls and I can't get them to sit down and start like scribbling. But um, I'm like, that's amazing. The love is there in that family, the Apolacas. So I just want to point that out. Thank you, babe. That's great. Jenna, if you can, before we wrap up, talk a little bit about homeschooling because a lot of parents are finding themselves homeschooling right now <laughs> yeah. due to the pandemic. What are maybe like three tips that you can give for moms or dads that are staying at home homeschooling their children right now? Yeah, so we absolutely love homeschooling for our family. And I will say that there is a big difference between homeschooling and distance learning because parents who are having to help their kids with virtual and distance learning, they are under so many more time constraints and assignments being due than homeschooling would normally have to go through. Um, but if you're at home with your kids, don't expect your kids to sit at a table, you know, for the length of a school day. And there's so much freedom with being at home. I, I know with distance learning though, they have to be on the computer for certain amounts of time, but take those breaks and make sure they're getting up and moving around and enjoying themselves. Um, cause it is hard, you know, to be in front of the computer for that long, especially for the little kids, but just enjoy the freedom and the time you get to be with your family because truly being home with the kids and it's difficult. There's some difficult days, you know, they don't always want to do their schoolwork. Um, and at those times we just go outside or we, we play because the more I learn about it and the more I seek God's guidance in homeschooling, really it's the relationships that matter over the academics. So we're just trying our best to instill good habits and good character in our kids. Mm -hmm. And we know that the education will follow. And then hopefully we're, we're putting out some, some good humans into the world mm -hmm. when they're 
when they're a grown up. Love that. I don't know if you can tell or not, Familia, just from this short span that we had a conversation with the Apodaca family, Alex and Jana, but they're genuinely passionate about loving each other and their kids. and God's calling. Yes, and following God's calling that Alex has had since he was in college. And, and they've tried the foster to adopt route, and that didn't work out. And you know what? It was probably a blessing in disguise because their oldest son, if one of the children that they would have brought into foster care yeah. would have gotten taken away a year or two years or five years later, you don't know the impact it would have had on their entire family. So now they're trying private adoption. And if you feel it in your heart that you want to support their journey, uh, what's the best way to find your GoFundMe page? I know we're going to put the link to the GoFundMe page in the description of this episode, but what's another way to contact you guys? If you can find us, I, I think you're, what's your, I'm yeah. at Jana Apodaca. Yes. And I'm a nerd. So I'm at AJ Juan Kenobi. <laughs> Kenobi but there is also a search feature on the GoFundMe. So if you type in Apodaca, A-P-O-D-A-C-A, you will also find us on there. Um, and if you have any questions for us, I mean, feel free to direct message us on Instagram. And even if you can't give financially, I mean, we are in need of a lot of prayer through this process because it's going to be a process. So, if you feel called, but you can't, uh, you know, financially help us, we understand. We would appreciate just some prayer through this process as That's well. That's amazing. And I just want to say, when you give with your heart, God will multiply that blessing. And, and it's not always financially. And it's not always financially through prayer or through financial donation. But just know God is going to multiply that. Yes. And on the GoFundMe, like Alex said, when you search for them, you search the Apodaca Adoption Fund. That's the name of it. And if not, just look up America's Favorite Cholo and it's the same last name, Apodaca. Wait, wait, I have a question. So once we all as a community unite and like fund this account, does this mean this baby's going to be all of ours? Yeah. <laughs> I can't George. wait to meet him or her. Janice says it's yours I'm, when it starts crying. You guys can have it. At four in the morning. In the middle of the night. I know, right? <laughs> and, and I think one last thing I want to say about um, contributing also is Alex has said this before. Even, you know, if you can make a dollar donation or a $5 donation, if, if you're able to, that donation will not only affect this one generation, but I mean, it has the possibility to have a ripple effect over many generations. Thank you, Janet. That's very true because the child that you guys will adopt one day, we don't know where it could end up, right? If it was going to end up in the foster care system or whatever it may be, we know that with the Apodacas, they're going to end up in a beautiful, loving family. Yeah. And that's going to teach them how to love God first and foremost. Mm -hmm. And mm -hmm. they're going to love and support him or her in the best way possible to grow up and reach their God-given potential. I know God has the right baby for you guys. Yes. Thank you. So we thank him in advance and we thank you for taking the time to hang out with us. And I know initially it was about speaking about adoption, but I love that we were able to go and touch on different topics that a lot of our community struggles with. And it's challenged with. And we thank you for having your open heart and for allowing God to use you guys and your story to bless others in so many different ways. And for blessing us. Thank yes. you. Thank you so much for inspiring us to be more empathetic, to be kind, to serve others, especially in these times that we're living in our country. So thank you, Jana. Thank you, Alex. Yeah, hey. thanks for having us. Thank you so much. Throughout this process, we are going to be updating our Instagram, both on our story and through our feed, just letting you know where we are in the process, because as you already said, this is kind of all of our babies. Aww. So 
Um, so we want to keep you guys informed too of where we're at and any updates and um, just anything we can share with you. We're, yes. we're going to share in the process and hopefully also the process inspires others to maybe take on the same challenge. Amen. That's what it's about. Well, thank you guys. We went ahead and donated as well. And we want you to follow Jana Apodaca at J-A-N-N-A. So that's Jana and then Apodaca all together on Instagram and support. And we'll have all their info in the description of this podcast as well. Thank you guys for joining us. Many blessings to you and your family. And remember, Familia, when you log on and listen to our podcast on Apple Podcast, make sure you please subscribe and leave a comment. It helps us tremendously, especially when you rate it. Yes, or you can follow us on social media, hashtag Losotelos, or on our website, losotelos.com. Love you guys. Remember to love, serve, and celebrate each other. And don't allow anyone or anything to steal your joy or your peace. Have the best day ever. Thanks for listening to Hanging With. The Sotelos Podcast. Oh, <laughs>